My voice may sound nice and sweet on this podcast, but I definitely have it in me to yell. Saying what's on my mind comes very natural to me, and I have been one of those strong-willed types of people since I basically was born. So being the referee among four kids can be an extreme act of self-control, or it can end in a disastrous example of self-control on my part. As I'm sure you'd also agree, it really just depends on the day, the circumstances leading up to it, and of course, the individual moods of everybody involved. Well, I'm guessing we can all relate to these kinds of moments in our own home. Now, let's take all these factors and let's translate that into anything outside our home, around other people, anything, at the workplace, in the classroom, on social media, at a restaurant, in public. Every time we place ourselves around other people, we obviously place ourselves in situations where conflict or disagreements can arise. We also certainly have the choice about our own reactions and word choices. Today, we are talking about helping our children manage conflicts and disagreement at home so we can teach them and ourselves to carry that skill into the world and ultimately Be brave to stand up for righteousness when needed and also exercise the very difficult but rewarding fruit of self-control. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to families that stick together to step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted, turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now, my mom, who once went dog sledding in Fairbanks, Alaska, Jennifer Zumbiel. Our last Families That Stick Together episode was, of course, our third in the Brave Mom series for the Christmas break. And I wanted to share one quick uh, review I got. I, I got several different texts, emails, DMs, things like that about this series. And I was thrilled because sitting there doing that series was so incredible to just hear these women and and just really truly just sit and listen to them. It was a very cool experience to even be able to kind of dig through that with them. But here's one of the reviews I got. I am obsessed with the Brave Mom series. Keep them coming in. They are wonderful. You're really on to something with that. I asked this girl, why why did you say that? Why am I on to something? You know, explain that to me. I just thought this would be a cool series. I I do feel like if you listen to my intro on that, which was episode 30, that God has really been laying on my heart this brave moms thing, that the key really lies in us mothers for making a significant difference in this world. 
And that sounds cliche, but I think there's a lot more to it. And she said, yes. She said, I feel like moms today get beat down from so many different areas of how they should be, what they're supposed to do. They're so confused. Am I supposed to act this way? Am I supposed to do this? What the heck? And then they're drained and then it just becomes this downward spiral and they don't know how to get out and they want to and they don't want any of that for their family. They dream for so much more, but they don't even know how to stand up for it anymore. So I hope that you guys love the Brave Mom series as well. I had this episode planned for today and I need to do a recap on that. So I may throw a bonus episode out there this week keep your ears open for that for that ding on your phone hopefully you're subscribed one last thing since we're talking about of course making our family stronger and combating that world around us if you have not tried to gather for family dinner or to gather for date night why not seriously why not these stickers are so incredible they really are i created them because i'm a real family like you the six of us needed a way to be able to slow down and know that in those small moments that we find in our day which aren't always that many we all know that that we could have a way to dig deeper with each other and connect super fast so when we got to the end of the day we knew that we did not get lost in all the things that were coming our way with our schedule and the places we needed to be and running off to our rooms. And one sticker just truly connects you. And the family dinner one is obvious. Gather around the table and and, and make it count when you are are there, even if it's 30 minutes in between soccer and dance. And the together for date night, you all, those are super special because how often do you really put off that time with your spouse? Maybe some of you are really good at that weekly date night. I, for one, am not. We try to, but it never works out. And we find ourselves, you know, more comfortable just plopping on the couch at the end of the day or each of us doing our thing, cleaning up the dishes, whatever. But peel a sticker and it brings the sweetest words and just that long conversation and that good eye contact when you just need to reconnect. Of course, you can order all of that at togethermoments.com. And if you want to try any of our free products, togethermoments.com slash free has those as well. And bet you weren't expecting my next thing, but Together for Easter is actually on sale because that begins mid February. So go over and get that and I will be shipping those out at the beginning of February. But today we're talking about this whole conflict thing and how to avoid it in our homes, how to, um, you know, get just better under control so that when, when we ourselves and our kids go out into the real world and face conflict, whether it's just you know, something that's happening that we can't really control, or it's an opinion that we disagree with, or we feel like we're supposed to stand up for something in a moment, that we know how to do that and we can process it better. Now, as I go through this, I will say, you know, yes, I struggle with all of this. Everything I'm going to tell you is not something that I am good at, that I have perfected, that I... Um, don't ever have a problem with that. With It's not that. It's a constant evaluation for me and a commitment to try again next time. 
So I want you to start this episode knowing that the purpose of this one is not to make us all perfect at conflict resolution or at conflict avoidance, although wouldn't that be fantastic? The point is really more about taking more time for yourself and as a family right in the moment of the conflict to evaluate why you even got to that and how you can avoid it getting worse and most importantly, how you can act as a reflection of Christ and your values. So, you know, I want you to come to that, come to this episode with that kind of thought process is I'm not going to walk away being perfect at conflict resolution, but what I am going to walk away with or teaching my kids that and avoiding it, but what I am going to walk away with is some skills to help myself and my children in the moment really check ourselves and really dig a little deeper right then and say, okay, what led to this? How could I have avoided this? If I couldn't avoid it, how could I have maybe responded differently? And of course, you know, how can I know how to offer forgiveness? There's something that Nathan and I do a lot. And, you know, if we're just playing Legos or we're talking about schoolwork or we're doing something that, you know, maybe he's having a bad day or I am or something. I'll do this thing where I wipe my face or my hand in the air over his face or over mine. And I do a little sound effect and it's a rewind. And I'll say, all right, all right, rewind, rewind. Let's start over. And he giggles and I giggle unless one of us is mad. Then we have to take a deep breath and we start over. But I think that the values coming from our world are very different than that. Our world is very quick to tell our children, if you make a mistake, be prepared. It's highly likely you're going to get ripped apart and shamed for it. Or, you know, just that it's not easy to forgive. But what a privilege we have as parents to counter that, counter what is being just driven into them and us But we can counter that within our own home and actually model what stumbling looks like, what forgiveness feels like, and what reconciliation should be. Like what what do these things actually look like for a, a life where you're trying to live with virtue? And we can show them that it's okay if you mess up. And you do that a whole lot of times. Guess what, honey? I'm going to keep forgiving you. And I'm going to keep teaching you and helping you be better. In episode 27, it was called The One Foundation Every Successful Marriage Must Have. And it even comes before faith. And what I talked about in that episode was commitment. And that episode was about modeling commitment in our homes, within our marriage, even when it's difficult, and for our children to watch us grow up with that kind of commitment that even when we argue or we disagree or we have a problem, we get through because we made a commitment and we made a covenant to God. And again, a virtue that our world is not going to teach our kids, we have got to. So if we can make a commitment to also just you know, always show them what forgiveness and messing up and starting over looks like. How awesome would that be for what we're teaching our family, right? I want to break this episode into a couple different segments here. The first one is going to be tips for ourselves and our kids 
when we want to try to get through that conflict and talking about how we could have done it differently or what we can do to be proactive when we find ourselves in one of those situations. And then we're going to get into what causes conflicts besides the conflict itself. Okay, so let's let's cover those few points. Now, I could come to you in this episode with a lot of facts, a lot of research, but I'm coming to you with common sense, friends. This is from experience having uh, children for 13 years. My first two are exactly 18 months apart to the date. And then my next one after that is two and a half years and then four years. So today that puts us at a 13-year-old, almost 12-year-old next week, a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. So all of this stuff comes from common sense and tried and true methods in our own family. So I wanted to share with you first, just teaching ourselves and our children to handle ourselves right away in conflict. So what are some techniques we can use? And we know that these will help us out. They will prove to be stress reliefs for us and just kind of soften the situation for ourselves and for the people around us. Again, this is common sense, so it's not like I'm coming to you with these breakthrough things, but I think when we're thinking of these, it's good to hear from another mom who has gone through it, is going through the exact same thing as you, and just have a place to kind of rein it all in and put it in some kind of order that works for us that we can try to remember and stick to. The first one is always take a deep breath. Now, that can come across as an annoying statement to some people, I think, like take a deep breath and they're automatically on the defense. But taking a deep breath makes your physiological feelings slow down. It makes your heartbeat slower, your blood pressure go down, the tension in your face and your hands and your whole body language relaxes. Taking a deep breath also calms you enough so that words don't just fly out. I think taking a deep breath in any situation is always such a good practice. The next thing, of course, I'm going to say is pray. Say a quick prayer. Lord, give me patience right now because I have zero. Lord, let me not have bad feelings right now. Lord, really help give me peace in this situation because I'm having a hard time. Whatever it is, those quick things help. And also, it teaches our, our children and ourselves just a habit of coming to the Lord, because isn't that what our goal is anyway, to just make sure that we're always centered in that and and going to what we know is good and right and worthy right then. My third piece of advice or tip would be to just practice some really good listening skills and one that I think is very underrated and we don't talk about enough within our own families and when we're teaching communication to our children as they grow up is listen without knowing what you want to say next. I think many times, especially when it's, you know, a a disagreement type of thing where you know you have one opinion and someone else has another, I think we really think about like our next move in our head before we hear what they say and then make our move. I shared with you some of my natural tendencies in the intro. And so really not having something something to say right away it doesn't come naturally for me. But I have really been practicing that listening thing for 
gosh, over a year now, it was from, I heard it from some conf- some conference I went to and I thought, okay, that's going to be a goal of mine. I'm really going to focus on this. And I have. And it it really has changed a whole lot. It makes me process better. It makes me not jump to conclusions. And of course, you know, all the great benefits of thinking before we speak. But the real part here is listening and processing what that other person is saying. Number four, something that could help anybody anybody when we're handling ourselves in conflict is just watch our tone of voice, right? And that deep breath will help. The prayer will help. Listening before we speak. I don't have to say much about tone of voice, but it's important to note. And when we're talking to our children about that, show them the difference. If they're young, we have to teach them that. I always tell my kids, one word, one syllable words should not have more than one syllable. If they have more than one, then you're whining or you're complaining. And we give examples and they don't like it, but they certainly get it and it really helps with that. Number five would be feelings and facts. Both of them are okay to have and you should have both in any kind of situation where you're you know, trying to come to an agreement on something. So your feelings do matter and the facts matter as well. So let's try to get both of these out and talk about both of these. And then of course, in a family situation, this especially matters, but the sixth one would be to go to someone who has more authority aka mom or dad because I always say to my kids if I jump in and break up an argument or something and they're complaining she stole my pants the other one says you know I didn't have any pants clean and the other one just gets mad those are my favorite ones and if you take them they're not going to be clean when I need them blah 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 I always say why didn't you just come to me? Then I would have helped you because maybe I would have said, actually, I washed your pants. They're over here or whatever it might be. And I always try to say, look, I might have more information than you do. Come to me. I will help you. So I think that's always something really good to tell our kids because if they're in a classroom setting, if they're in a workplace setting as they grow up, wherever they are, If they're at a restaurant, a grocery store, if they need help in customer service, go to someone with more authority than who they're dealing with so they can try to resolve the situation a little easier and with less difficulty. So maybe you're thinking, that's nice. Those are good tips. Yep, thanks for helping with the conflict resolution. Not sure that that's going to help in my house. But here's what I want to encourage you to do is, of course, have a little family meeting. I love family meetings because it makes you focus on each other and what really matters and taking time to actually talk about it and think, hey, we want to work on this as a family. So you can say, you know, I was listening to this podcast or however you want to say it. And I think that we need to go over these things because when we have little disagreements in our house or little arguments or, you know, things that people don't fully understand because there's miscommunication, I see that the tensions can rise and it leads to conflict where I think things can really be avoided if we just practice these things. And then you say, here they are, and you go over them. And then that gives you something to come back to in the moment where you see it happening and you say, hey, remember we talked about this and you agreed that tone of voice could be something that would help? I want you to repeat back to me what you said. And I, every time I do these in the moment, it works. At least the kids are evaluating and that is the whole point is that we take time to make ourselves and our children process 
these kinds of disagreements. So when they get in the real world, they grow up, we launch them out. They know how to handle themselves and be respectful and still stand up for their values, but model good self-control in situations where they might want to act differently. Again, I'll repeat those. There were six of them. One, take a deep breath. Two, pray. Three, listen without knowing what you want to say next, so that focus listening thing. Number four, watch your tone of voice. Number five, it's good to have feelings and facts. And number six, if need be, go to someone who has more authority to help you out. I think there's so many good things that we could all add to a conversation with our family about handling miscommunication or conflict or disagreements or things like that that would help us to grow into being better people. But one thing that I want to bring out here that really helps me as my in my role as mom of our family is I have just really taken a lot of time, you know, like at the end of the day to reflect on what kind of went wrong, what were their disagreements, were there arguments, what was negative in our day. And I can usually trace it back to the root being something that was disorganized in our environment, something that kind of led to that, that I probably could have done differently and changed. Does it mean I can make the whole house perfect? No. But let me use the um, the pants example that I used before. If my daughters are arguing because one of them's taking their pants and the other one says, I have no pants clean. Well, I can go back and realize, oh my gosh, it's partly my fault. I have... I had a schedule for the laundry. I have been, you know, slacking on that. It's not working. Oh, yeah, I actually do have those clean, but they haven't been folded in three days. They've just been run through the dryer about six times and so forth and so on. And so many times it goes back to me. Can I slack on laundry? Absolutely. But you know what? I can also work on my own self-discipline. And if I'm not working on that, that can cause a ripple effect on my family. And I think anytime we are able to see that and reflect on that, it will really help the heart of our family get better. So my point of bringing that up is just that I think we need to look at what causes conflict besides the conflict itself when we help our children work through things or help our family as a whole work through things is let's get to the root of this. What cause this? Is it because we all overslept? Is it because we didn't go to bed early enough last night? Is it because we misplaced something? Is it because we're not listening to one another? Is it because we're being selfish? We're misunderstanding the other person's side. We don't want to hear the other person's side. I mean, what is it? If we can get to the heart of those things, then I think we can really raise our children to be adults that can have good conversations with one another without jumping down each other's throat, without getting angry, without canceling everybody, whatever it is, I think that, you know, we have such a responsibility to start these values and instill these virtues at home. If we are in the heart of the conflict in our home, why not make it a teachable moment? I think we can make everything teachable. If it's not appropriate to talk about it right then because it will make more problems, then let everyone cool off and come back to it. But don't forget to come back to it, especially when you notice there was something that you need to come back to and help everybody talk about their own weakness. Our children and ourselves, we know what we struggle with. It's not a secret. We might not want to admit it. It's not fun. But 
we know what our own little issues are that we need to work with and we can help each other. So that's if that's the child who flies off the handle, you constantly remind them, honey, take a deep breath, walk away, take 10 steps into the other room and come back and see if that helps with how your tone of voice changes and the word choices you use and things like that. Clearly, we can make an entire season on this topic, but I hope this helps just jog your memory on things that might help in your family, that certain situation that keeps popping up. Maybe you've already thought through this whole episode, oh my gosh, that's the the root of that. I think we can fix this. So I hope it helped. If you have other ideas, please send them my way, DM me. Find this post with my Instagram account at Together Moments and comment there. Give me your ideas that help your family when you guys are trying to teach each, teach each other to handle conflict and avoid conflict and resolve conflict. And back to the very beginning is let's always remember to really come towards this in that spirit of forgiveness and knowing that it's okay to stumble. It's okay because we'll forgive you and I will forgive you over and over and I will keep working to make you be a better person and I will work to make myself a better person because that is what we need to become here together as a family so that we can all grow into the people that God created us to be. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.